Welcome, y'all. Y'all listening to Here, Horsey Embraces the Anxious Ride, and I am your host, Horace. Do you ever feel like you aren't connected with other people or the world itself? You feel like others don't really understand you, whether you have ADHD or not? It's sometimes difficult. But with ADHD, the brain is completely different from neurotypicals, as we call them. We're wired differently, and we're here to explore that. And I'm here to talk about some techniques that you can use to feel connected even though you're disconnected. If that makes sense at all, let's follow this journey and get right into it. Again, disclaimer, I'm not a licensed therapist. Hopefully with my experiences with ADHD, I can provide you with my own thoughts, my own teachings and what I've gone through to hopefully enhance your own life, whether you have ADHD or not. Social media nowadays, with all the news, it's kind of tough to feel like you're a part of this world sometimes. And with everything going on, whether you have a job, whether you're in college or you're in high school or school, or you're trying to get some certificate or you're amidst all these errands that you have to run or family to take care of, loved ones, there's a lot going on and sometimes it's hard for you to have time for yourself. Even if you want to have time for yourself, you just don't feel connected. Sometimes I feel that, especially with people with ADHD, you just aren't really fully connected and you don't live in the present because you constantly have all that anxious energy in your brain and then you get so confused and then you lose track of your priorities and especially with ADHD as you've learned from previous episodes it's really tough to manage all of that because our brains just work completely differently but even if you feel alone in this world I'm here to tell you that you're not success is a journey that tends to be enjoyed better when it's with others One example that can immediately come to mind is Michael Phelps, a very well-known decorated Olympian, a amazing swimmer. I actually look up to him because I used to swim on a swim team. He has ADHD actually, but he couldn't have gotten to where he was if it wasn't for the support of his family that pushed him to go to all those morning practices, not to mention all the food that he eats. That guy eats a lot of food and consumes calories for all of the swim practices that he goes through. Not to mention his coach, his swim coach that got to where he is because he was taught the technique, taught the right swim stroke, when to push off the wall, when to hold the breath. And those systems help uplift you and help motivate him to achieve those goals. That goes the same for you as well. Having that connection, even though you feel disconnected, is very important. But let's talk a little bit about that disconnect because that disconnect happens in our brains. It's due to the difference in how our brains work. If you have ADHD or if you know somebody with ADHD, it's very important to just try to understand each other and try to figure out how each other's brains work. You're not going to get there 100%, but just having some sympathy and taking the time to actually listen to one another and actually taking what they're saying, trying to describe what they're feeling, maybe you can get a sense of what they are going through and you're able to try to comprehend their psychology, and figure out, okay, what can we do from here to try to solve the problem together? Work on it together. That's the key word, together. You're connected at this point. And often people with ADHD, their actions are misunderstood because in general, people with ADHD tend to have difficulty following directions. We actually don't like being told what to do. 
which is really funny because we're so scatterbrained that we need some sort of guidance and we need somebody to keep us grounded and remind us what to do. And so that's kind of like a catch-22 to me. Other things, including completing tasks on time, we tend to procrastinate a lot. We forget things. We also interrupt people without consulting others first. That's really bad because sometimes in group settings, we tend to interrupt people too much, too often. We're also the hyperactive type. We're easily bored. We have difficulty sitting still. It's just our brains just cannot sit still. and We like to fire rapidly and do things on our own pace. Then that leads into the intense emotions. As you remember, we have intense emotions and reckless behavior, and we try to chase those reckless behaviors because of that dopamine fix that we need. And I'm going to go into a little bit about dopamine in maybe a future episode. But in my previous episodes, we did go over these symptoms. And so we're already dealing with all these sort of symptoms in our minds. How do we connect with others when we're trying so hard to figure these things out for ourselves and try to figure out how to be in a more socially appropriate mood, I guess you could say, depending on the setting. In this world, a lot of people are actually a little bit too enveloped in their own worlds to think about others. It's good to listen to others, try to understand and try to better grasp what that other person is going through. And maybe we're able to stay connected in that way. That even makes any sense at all. The key thing is that we need to have a little open mind and try to listen to another person because by listening to the individual, perhaps you disagree, but even with disagreement, you're able to come to some sort of understanding and mutual respect to each other, hopefully. Now I want to go over some tips and some tricks that you can use to stay connected in a disconnected world. A lot of these are tips that I've learned in my life, also from reading books about ADHD, research articles on the ADHD connection. A lot of these are pulled from the book ADHD 2.0 by Edward M. Hallowell and John J. Rattay. Hopefully these tips can help you stay connected when you feel disconnected from the world, the conversation, your partner, from your family. Maybe these can help you out because I started using these tricks and sometimes and more often than not, it does help because it enables you to stay in the present. Don't forget anxiety. You live in the future. And so you want to try to be present. First tip. Prioritizing having meals with families. That's why they call it breaking bread. Because when you break bread with other people, you tend to connect in a sense at the dinner table. You notice in movies, in uh, your own daily life, sometimes when you're sitting at a dining table, you end up breaking bread with somebody because you end up sitting there consuming food and then you take that time to share what went on in your day, what's going on in your life, anything stressing you out, how are you feeling? And that's a chance for you to come together at a meal because everyone needs to eat to survive. And that's why you end up opening up to each other. And so having meals with families will increase the chance to express how you feel to your loved ones. Another tip is practicing gratitude and complimenting people. If you ever notice that if you compliment somebody, you'll probably make their day. If you got complimented, wouldn't you feel good? Or you can practice gratitude. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate it. 
And so by complimenting somebody, something as simple as I love your shoes, I love your bag, be genuine about it. It can really make somebody else's day and you make somebody else happy and you pass on that positive energy. Who doesn't love positive energy? You vibe off that. Now, you also want to practice forgiveness and letting go because negative emotions will consume somebody and it will keep consuming and festering in your mind. And it's going to be what you're thinking about the whole time if you keep having that negative emotion. Sometimes, for example, road rage can be really, really bad. All you want to do is just show the other person who's boss and say, hey, you can't just cut me off like that without signaling. And so you want to just break their windows, whatever. But it's only for that moment. What happens if that person was in a rush because they were transporting somebody to the hospital? Somebody maybe really needed to go to the bathroom. They had diarrhea. Quite frankly, you want to try to just let go of those negative emotions because you don't want those emotions to control you. I know with ADHD, we have those intense emotions and we just can't help but have those outbursts. I've done it many times and immediately, only like maybe a few seconds afterwards, I immediately regret it because then I end up having that self-awareness and realize that, oh shoot, I should not have done that. I should not have acted like that because it's not necessary. And I feel bad afterwards because I negatively affected somebody else around me. That's also important. And it's going to take a lot of time. Forgiveness and letting go is tough. I get it. And we've all been there, but I know you can do it. And I want you to practice that and just think, how is this going to affect me down the line? If that negative thing that happened to you, it's not all that important. It's not going to affect you the next day, tomorrow, the next month or whatnot. Then who gives? Just let it go. All right, enough of that negativity. I want to go back to the positive tips and the positive things to make you stay connected to other people and the people that you care about. And that's why it's good to have close friends. Sometimes you feel that, oh, no one really cares about me. But quite frankly, when you grow older, it's difficult to keep in touch with friends sometimes because everyone has their own lives and everyone has their own things to take care of. Whether it be errands, as stated before, whether it be stuff about life with their family, their friends, their loved ones, someone's having a baby, whether or not they have work obligations to deal with. It's going to be tough to really keep in contact because they have their own schedules too. Because you're busy as well. If you think about how busy you are, chances are your friends are just as busy. But having one or two close friends to regularly talk to, check in with, keep you in check, that's also important because it makes you feel that, oh, I have somebody I can share things with if my family is not available. Or if you just don't want to talk to anybody at the moment, you can easily just go walk outside, enjoy nature. If it's a great day, admire the scenery. Be present. What does the flowers smell like? What do the grass smells like? What does it feel like? Think about how are you feeling at the moment. Be present. That is important because that's what we're trying to do. I tend to just go out for a run, take a walk, go for a swim, exercise. Hey, science says exercise increases dopamine. That can help. And of course, don't forget, if you complete a task that's tough, reward yourself. Give yourself credit for what you did. Don't ever worry alone. If you go back to your close friends that you have, maybe they can potentially help you solve your problems because you don't want to worry alone because you wallow in your own thoughts and that's not good. 
It's just spiral of negativity. Tends to happen late at night. Try to avoid that. Do something else that can keep you motivated, keep you connected. Read a book. Go outside. Be present. Even get a pet. Hey, getting a pet can help. I mean, I have two dogs in my life. They bring me a lot of joy. And sometimes just playing with them, they give you that unconditional love. And just spend time with them. And most importantly, don't be too hard on yourself. You accomplish a task such as me finishing this podcast episode finally. Reward myself, right? I can go ahead and give myself a pat on the back and uh, maybe read a book or two. Just kidding. Well, I have. you have your own way of rewarding yourself. You can figure it out. But give yourself credit for what you do because that's also important. I know ADHD people, it tends hard because we like to move on. We finish one thing and we immediately move on to the next. That's what I do a lot. And that's just how our brain just jumps from place to place. But if you're able to pause, take some time to realize what you've accomplished and acknowledge that you've tried hard. And lastly, don't forget, associate with people that value your feelings and your big dreams because nobody likes people that kill your dreams. It is kind of important to be real sometimes, but also don't forget, we're all little kids at heart and it's good to have big dreams because by dreaming big, you can achieve great things because you have that hope, that motivation, that positivity. Keep those positive vibes going. I said that was the last tip, but hey, I honestly think the most critical tip for anybody is just to have self-awareness. I think self-awareness is key because By acknowledging that you're human, you are not perfect. Everyone makes mistakes. Me, you, everybody makes mistakes. Your loved one, your best friends, it's important to learn from them and accept fault whenever it happens because that's how we learn. By accepting fault, being humble about it, sharing it with your loved ones, the people that you trust the most, you can all share in that camaraderie and grow together. All in all, Hopefully these tips help. A lot of this was pulled from what I've learned from books on ADHD, research articles. I mean, I use them from day to day and I always have to remind myself and look at my own list and check all my notes because with ADHD, you got to stay organized and I have my own way. I'm sure you'll find your own way. Overall, hopefully you learned something from this episode about how to stay connected when you feel disconnected. More often than not, I do feel disconnected and I lose track of time. And that's where procrastination happens. (laughs) If you learned something today from my blabbering or anything about ADHD, found it entertaining, or you just enjoyed this episode, please consider giving me a follow or a positive rating on whatever platform you listen to. Share this with a loved one who you know are impacted by ADHD. You can follow me at The Anxious Ride on Instagram. If you have any topics for me to cover, any questions or comments, you can also email me at theanxiousride at gmail.com. Once again, this has been your host, Horace. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for listening to my podcast. You could have listened to any other things about ADHD, but you chose to listen to me. And for that, I am very grateful. Till then, stay safe, keep the rubber side down, and I'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.